0: Hello everyone, this is episode 622 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, May 1st, 2019. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today it's going to be a short show because the game that I've put a fair amount of time into and other games to talk about this game, which I thought I could talk about today, embargo-wise, it's, it's nowhere near ready to be talked about. In terms of the embargo, I could say a whole lot about it, but I can't yet. I don't know why I confused the date, or maybe it was one date, and then they changed it, but I highly doubt that because it uh, it's quite a big difference, and the new embargo is right around the release date, so I don't know what the hell I was smoking. Uh, I wasn't smoking anything. I just want to clarify that. Because I'm an asthmatic. Why would I smoke something? I thought I could come up with something funny and clever to say there. But I obviously failed to do so. And that's why I just said exactly what I said. But I do have another game to talk about that I can talk about. Because it came out yesterday. The 30th of April, 2019. And that is what is the name of this thing? Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark, which I keep wanting to call it Fall Seals or Field Seals, Fell Seals, Fell Seal, Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark is a turn-based tactics game with a lot of story. There's a whole lot of story and a lot of talking, not uh, audibly, but a lot of. Text that you can read in your head, or you can say out loud. You can you can say all you want to say, and I'm going to say some stuff about it. So, it is a basic ass tactics game where you control a number of units, and there's a turn order. You know, you you'll do a few actions with a few of your uh, squad mates, and then the enemy will do some, and and so on, and it just follows that loop. You have the traditional classes, mercenaries, mages, or wizards, whatever, uh, medics, clerics, etc. And it's all pretty standard stuff. I really like the look of the environments. They have a very artistic uh, way about them. They look very uh, colored pencil-y, which I uh, like but not exactly color pencil but um i really like the look of them the writing is okay it could be worse it could try to be funny but it's definitely taking itself more seriously i just wish there wasn't as much of it or if at the very least some of it was voiced because i i just for me at least I don't like reading so damn much when I first start up a game. I would rather it be delivered in shorter bits and pieces or have some of it be spoken like I said spoken dialogue or something just I get a bit exhausted when I'm jumping into a game and I just want to I want to get to the game. You know, give me give me some of the story a little bit later. Let me play around with the game. Um But yeah, I like the thing about Fell Seal is that nothing about it particularly stands out. So in the time I've put into it, sure the battles have been fine. You know, I haven't had an issue with them being too challenging or cheap or anything along those lines. The the story is like I said fine, but nothing about it stand, like it's a very unremarkable game. It is a fine game. It is a game that if you really love tactics games, uh, tactics RPGs, and you want something along those lines that is new and fresh, not just replaying the same old this or that, yeah, it's it's worth checking out. Uh, the sprites look good, but I, I definitely like the, the look of the environment's more than anything else in the game, there's a lot going on in terms of the way you upgrade character. Like, you can upgrade a character's class with ability points they earn in game in, in the battles. And when you are fighting in these battles, the characters earn XP for every hit. It's not about defeating enemies or at the end of a match, end of a, of a battle. They're earning XP each time they hit an opponent. and then you can upgrade your characters using these ability points to unlock new abilities. and then they can also learn the abilities or use the abilities of another class, depending on their, like there's a lot of stuff going on that I still have to wrap my head around. And I just... I'm not being drawn to the game. I'm not finding a reason to stick with it. If the story was more engaging and had more interesting characters, I'd care more about it. If the battles, if the the tactics and all that had some kind of interesting hook, if it was unique in some way, I'd be interested and keep playing. But nothing about it stands out nothing whatsoever and that's a a disappointment and makes it hard to talk about the game because I don't have anything bad to say about it but I also don't have anything particularly good to say about it all I can say is it is what it is a tactics RPG and if, if that appeals to you and that's all you need go for it it's fine you know, you do more damage if you attack uh, attack an enemy from the side or the back. Uh, you can push enemies into other enemies. Like there's just nothing really special to say about it. That is Fell Seals, Arbiter's Mark. Playing on Xbox One. I'm assuming it's on every platform, but I have no idea. Um. In addition to that, still playing Apex Legends. Not having to Worry about the battle pass, XP, and all that. Now I'm just playing as Bloodhound again, which is kind of nice to not feel the need to play as all the legends to get that bonus XP, which is definitely crucial in terms of leveling up quickly. It's definitely something you should be doing. But yeah, nothing really to talk about there. So yeah, that is pretty much it game wise, because uh, I've been pretty busy. Uh, some family stuff and what have uh, you. But um, I'm looking forward to playing some other games uh, for Attack the Backlog and stuff like that. And I got a handful of codes. I I got smothered with codes yesterday. So I'll have plenty of stuff to talk about on Friday's episode, maybe. I haven't checked the embargo, so who the hell knows? Because the game I was going to talk about today still two weeks until I could talk about it, so, whatever. Um, I I can mention what the game is, but I'll let you figure that out for yourself, if you even care. But uh, other than that, haven't really played anything that I remember that's worth talking about, Uh, but I will now move on to movies and all that. So, Before I uh, touch upon what I've watched, I want to mention, and this might get a little spoilery, though. Keep in mind, I haven't seen Endgame, so I can't really confirm any of these being spoilers. But I've gotten a little annoyed with the way people are talking about Endgame online and even with regular news sites that are posting stories and their headlines being somewhat spoilery. Uh, I I don't know that they are, but like they're... Now, I'm going to get into something that could be spoilery. I've seen... So, if you don't want to be spoiled at all by someone who hasn't seen it and just has seen some stuff on the internet that is very vague and, and means nothing, maybe skip ahead. But I have seen a few tributes to Cap pop up here and there. And one of the earliest things that made me... ...wonder how Endgame ended... ...because the way I want Endgame to end... ...is for Cap to sacrifice himself... ...to save everyone else... ...I think that would be a great... ...farewell to that character... ...and Evans who did an amazing job... ...as Cap... ...and I think he, uh, he is the best character... ...for... ...that role... ...if that's how things play out... ...I don't know... ...but the headline that really started me thinking this and it just I was like why why is this the headline and is from a story from polygon and the headline is avengers endgame writers on bringing captain america to this moment and i look at the headline and you could look at it too and think to yourself well that doesn't mean anything sure doesn't mean anything but why is the headline uh, specifically about Captain America bringing him to this moment? Why isn't it about Endgame writers on bringing the MCU to this moment? They focus on Cap. Why? Why only Cap? No one else. Is it because he's the one who saves the day? And in doing so, he loses his life? Because people talking about crying with this movie and all. It's like... I'm... I'm it, it's not fair to say i'm worried because this is what i want and even if i'm spoiled i don't really care that much but i just get a little annoyed with how loose people can be with spoilers in a you know not in the story itself where they specifically say hey we got spoilers here but just in like hey throwing this thing out here we're not thinking that much about what this implies or how it can be taken but yeah, no big deal. Just a little annoyance. Also, just like the thought that Endgame might end the way I want it to makes me very happy. But I'm also like, I don't know how I'm going to see it. I'm thinking about seeing Captain Marvel today because even though I'm not that interested in the movie, part of me still feels like I should see it before seeing Endgame even though I assume it ties in in no way other than at the end. And probably I, I look at Captain Marvel and think it probably falls along the same line structurally as the first Avenger. Whereas, you know, the majority of it takes place in the past, and then it ends with Captain Marvel being in the now, with what has happened with Infinity War and all that. Uh, or, and that might not, not even be until the after-the-credits scene or something. Uh, so, yeah. I don't think it's essential, but why well, I, f- I feel the need to see it. Plus, I've heard about this cat. And... I love cats. But in terms of what I've been watching... I've watched stuff, of course. But I don't really feel like talking about any of it. I, I was watching Let Me In, which is the remake, the U.S. remake of Let the Right One In. And I, I- I've watched that one before the original. When it originally came out in theaters. And then I watched the re- the-, the original... And now going back to the remake after many years. It is surprising how similar they are and how little Let Me In offers new in in terms of new content and and being original in any way. It's just like, okay, people can't read, so let's do an English-language version of this movie. But then it does change a few things up that I'm not a huge fan of. In particular, I think they make... What is his name? Oscar? Is that his name? They make him extra weird and creepy and Let Me In for, I don't know why the reason and the structure of the movie being non-linear I think was a a bad decision. Uh, And one of the things that is really off-putting right off the bat is that you see Oscar, if that's his name, Uh, pretty early on wearing this really creepy mask holding this kitchen knife looking in the mirror and talking about how he wants to he's like hey little girl you know i'm gonna kill you or whatever and this is something you see without knowing that him being picked on he's called a girl are you a little girl and stuff like that um so without that prior knowledge he just comes across as a psychopath not as a bullied kid who you know, just is looking for some way to fight back, but doesn't have the, I don't want to say guts, because it's not about guts in this kind of situation, but just he's been broken and could use some support. He could use a friend, but in let me in. He just seems like a psychopath, you know. I don't want to say he's been pushed over the edge. Like It's like there's something else wrong with him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I watch some other stuff. I rewatched The Girl Next Door and I'm like, oh God, I like this. I like The thing about Girl Next Door that probably made me think I liked it more than I actually do is that when Timothy Oliphant arrives, it gets a bit of life. But at the same time, Everything else still remains shitty around him. And you just have this one character who's like... I want to watch the movie he's in. But that's not the movie The Girl Next Door is. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... I feel like I was punched... In the balls. Because I was so ready to talk about this one game. And I can't. So... I think that's that's a good enough place to end this episode. It's a short one. It's not a particularly good one. And I think that's something we could say about every episode. Some are longer. But are any of them good? Oh, I don't think so. Any of that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Gens- Ness. Oh, yeah, wait. No, never mind. Scratch that. Sonic the Hedgehog. The trailer came out. Looks like absolute trash. It is one of the weirdest things I've seen in a while. I mean, he looks like garbage, Sonic specifically. The movie as a whole looks ridiculous. A lot of people are saying, you know what, Uh, this movie looks dumb, but I would like to see a supercut of all the uh, Jim Carrey bits. One friend said that. All the people in his Discord have said it. or Not all of them, but a handful of them have said it. I've seen people on Twitter saying it. I'm just like, I don't want to see that. But also, I'm not a huge Jim Carrey fan. You know what Jim Carrey movies I like? Liar, Liar, The Mask. I think that might be it. I rewatched The Truman Show not that long ago. Not a fan. <laughs> I, I'm sure people will not like me for that. Oh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I, I like that. But I should, I, I'm planning to rewatch it. Because I'm, I'm curious how much I like it. If I do still like it. I don't know. But I, I don't remember loving Ace Ventura. And. What I, what the hell else has he made? The number 23. Kick-Ass 2. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, where was I? Sonic the Hedgehog. Looks like trash. But the biggest surprise of it was. The use of Gangster's Paradise. Which I haven't heard. In forever. Which was what a a song i don't know if it was made for the movie but what was that movie dangerous minds or something the one with michelle pfeiffer who plays a teacher i think uh i really like that song but hearing it with sonic the hedgehog was just really weird and it seems like sonic is the villain really Because he's the one who, uh, it appears, uh, at least it appears that he is the one who sets off this huge EMP wave that just knocks out power across a big chunk of the states. So he's the piece of shit who did that. So what what the hell's going on? What is this movie? And then you have James Marston, who's just Mr. Animated Animal Guy, I guess. Because I'm pretty sure he was the main real human in that Hop movie, which was about the Easter bunny, or just a bunny on Easter, I don't know. But yeah. Movie. uh the Trailer's out there. You can watch it. See for yourself. And the thing about it is that it doesn't look good, bad. Or bad, good. It just looks bad, bad. It doesn't even look like it'll be really weird and interesting in the way the super mario brothers movie was really weird and interesting while not also not being good but yeah i think that is now finally a good place to end this year episode again i am marco janez y'all can find me on twitter pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelated com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this year's show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. If you want to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and see all of it there. If you see something you like, click the link, and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye!